today, the Chinese Communist Party version of Around the World in 80 Days. Project Veritas drops another Pfizer video, and Ron DeSantis follows through on punishing venues who allow children at sexualized drag shows. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. Yes, we are back in studio. It is sunny out and there is no excuse for us not to be here. Although I have to say I was like raring to go, ready to get out of the house. Uh, I don't know about uh, my, my panelists today. Alex Stein, of course, Blaze TV host of uh, Primetime with Alex Stein. John Doyle, Blaze TV contributor here. Um, were you guys like ready to go yeah i haven't left my house i've just been uber eating and staying inside and i've gained 45 pounds so no i needed to get out and uh you know spread my wings as they say yeah john john was on last time john was on the show he had a big winter hat on to indicate to the audience that it was the snowden <laughs> special i mean they think they're watching the dallas stars hat i liked it yeah, yeah, that, yeah. cool. Thank i like that hat yeah, yeah you know we don't want the people to think that we're just trying to like ad hoc throw something together no we <laughs> planned this months in advance we use bill gates weather technology to bring the storm to dfw precisely to film that special for the people <laughs> well i have to say global warming is real because now every winter now we have a freeze like this but that would be global cooling. Well, doesn't worry about it. Bill Gates I, is right. Thank no, you, I got to no, yeah. I was like literally every day. I was like, boy, I could really go for some global warming right now. Of course. That would be great. Um, yeah. All right. So I want to talk about this uh, China Chinese balloon here that uh, everyone has been tracking. So in a Pentagon press conference today, uh, Air Force Brigadier General Pat Ryder said that the Chinese surveillance balloon uh, is hovering over it's hovering over the central United States, declined to get specifics about its location, but it has been spotted all over the place. Those of you who are watching can see the path that it has been taking uh, Montana, North Dakota, Wyoming, and they, I mean, haven't shot it down yet. They, of course, won't publicly rule out shooting it down, but they say that the size of the balloon could bring potential danger to anyone who might be under the debris. Um, again, I feel like we probably could like communicate to people that it was coming and make them aware, uh, but what do I know? Uh, the Pentagon described the balloon as being as big as three Greyhound buses. It's about 60,000 feet above sea level. And uh, to put that into perspective, 300,000 feet you are in space, 30,000 feet your average flight is at that level. So this balloon is higher. It's sitting much higher than where normal air traffic flies. Now, uh, Chinese officials did admit that it was their balloon, but they said, no, 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 no. It's just a weather balloon that must have got blown, swept up in some sort of current. And uh, it, it, it just, it ended up, oops, it ended up over all of these potential, you know, military areas that we may want to get some insider info on. Uh, obviously, the Pentagon said that that's not true. Um, so d Chinese officials again said China is a responsible country and has always strictly abided by international laws and China has no intention to violate the territory and airspace of any sovereign countries. Um, and by the way, for perspective, President Trump did already post on his, I think, believe this was on Truth, he posted on his own social media platform saying, shoot down the balloon, in all caps. So, gentlemen, what are your I, I have to start off by saying this is a tinfoil hat conspiracy wearing 
card-carrying member, uh, and I get no pleasure in saying this, but when you see this and you see what is a basically like a surveillance satellite onto a balloon, did you know that the United States and NASA is the actual biggest importer of helium in the entire world? So there's a thing called, you got to look this up, you're not going to believe me, it's called Sataloons. And recently Samsung, the cell phone company, they had one of their balloons fall on a person's private property. So in the sky right now, these balloons are so high, they go much higher than your average air travel. The United States military has all kinds of technology on balloons. So this is not a just a Chinese thing. So you're like, why didn't they shoot this down? It's because we have this same technology on balloons over Afghanistan, over Europe, over <laughs> London. I'm just saying this balloon technology, that's why there's conspiracy theorists that have always said, oh, you know, how do they see stuff in the sky? They don't need airplanes. They have these huge balloons that can surveil us and see us literally they even say some of the technology can see a license plate from these balloons. Okay, but I'm going to push back on you a little bit because I would say, why wouldn't they shoot it down? They don't have to worry about balloons over, you know, Afghanistan well, They or might whatever. shoot our balloons down. I guarantee we have balloons over China. Guaranteed. They say that there's, I swear, that, Sarah, they say there's balloons. You know how they describe this balloon as having the size of three buses? Google, for the people that don't believe me, Google <laughs> Sataloons and Google NASA Helium because they have to, they actually, to, a way that they use to launch satellites is through helium balloons is what they say. I swear. You and can, everybody knows that if you Google it and you find it on a random website, it's, it's true. It's true. I'm just saying, that, well, you see right there, what does that look <laughs> like on a balloon right there so I'm we know that it's real I'm, the only reason I, I don't get any pleasure in this is I'm just saying the reason they're not gonna shoot it down is we have balloons too so you have no privacy so when you're in the shower they're watching you John I don't know I'm trying really hard to be a team player with like today's like World War three op thing but <laughs> in the last few months you know we've seen in in the last year in particular, we've seen all this animosity towards Russia. We need war with Russia Iran recently uh, and now we've got it with China and it's just like I don't know. It's really hard for me to kind of buy into that aggression because I don't like China. I'm not a China fan. However, I read their criticisms of my country and it's really tough to disagree with them because they're true. You know, I love America. I love American values. And mm -hmm. one of America's values is excellence and excellence and competence go one to one. Our country is not competent. The Chinese are far more competent than we are, frankly. And so it's tough for me to believe that this actually was some Chinese operation that just went wrong. I think it's probably true that this does have, you know, nefarious purposes, but they also have far more advanced technology. And it's really tough for me to believe, too, that there's a piece of information that that balloon could gather that would help them destroy America more efficiently than, like, America's own elected officials. So, I don't know. It seems to me like the reason they're not shooting it down is because if they shot it down, people would be like, nice, America. But letting it stay up there allows people, what is this? We need war with China. You've got, like, frankly, really big accounts now tweeting out that they literally want air raids over Beijing. Uh, you've got other big, you know, influencers within right-wing media talking about how this is all like a, you know, deep state plot because China actually controls the United States. And it's a really nice thing that people can believe because it's more comfortable to think that we're still in this very traditional style of warfare where it's other countries versus us. Like the rot is all completely within mm. our own country, whether it's China coming in and having like literal affairs with our elected officials, our elected officials selling us out over the course of decades to empower China. TikTok. I mean, there's so many other problems, but the two biggest things that we've seen in the last few months to excite like our voters have been gas stoves and this balloon. And I just, I don't know. I think that's disingenuous. I, I just want to make this, yeah, because they don't need these balloons when you have Hunter Biden's heroin balloons to expose America. Yeah. <laughs> I So I do want to bring up, because I wanted to talk about this the other day and just with the news of the day, didn't quite get to it, but there was an Air Force general that sent out a memo to the officers that he commands um, that said to his officers in this memo that he thought that we would be in, in a war with China uh, by 2025. 
So now, of course, the, now, of course, the, the Air Force spokesperson officially came out and said, like, no, 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 that's not like where we are not saying that. It was just his own personal opinion that he sent to his officers. But I mean, I wouldn't say that that's nothing. Well, economically, we depend on China for so much. So I, I don't know if it'll ever actually be like, oh, you know, a war where we have the, you know, uh, battleships you know defending taiwan but actually i heard there's internal stuff saying that they're going to take over taiwan by 2025 yeah. so the, you know maybe this is th that you know those plans are coinciding maybe we have to go defend taiwan because somehow we did agree that we're always going to have their back so yeah i guess it's possible economically it doesn't make sense but i, but I people don't even care about economics anymore it's all about feeling and emotion so i, I wouldn't be surprised actually yeah and that's the best thing that they have to sort of you know, manufacture reasons to take more of our rights and freedoms away mm -hmm. is external conflicts. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's COVID. Oh, it's the Chinese. It's like the Chinese Communist Party have never called me a domestic terrorist. Like, I'm not a big fan of the way they do things over there. However, that's their country. It's their culture. They pretty much like it. I mean, the Chinese are very collectivist uh, in mindset. Uh, they're very traditionalist. And there's a reason that that country is the way that it is. And, you know, we'll have liberal Chinese people come up on our news and talk about free Hong Kong. This is like so bad. The Chinese people, believe me, if they had a problem with it, it would look like a different country, but their history goes back 5,000 years. They're living their best life over there. And maybe to us that's different, but again, that's a different country, so. So I wanna switch gears here and um, talk about this Hunter Biden lawsuit that we, okay, so we covered this on the program yesterday, so for those of you who uh, perhaps missed it, Hunter Biden has asked uh, the DOJ, he's asking the government to basically charge uh, the laptop, the computer repair shop owner, Mac Isaac, uh, Rudy Giuliani, all of the people who he say basically stole his property by taking all of the contents on the laptop and disseminating it into public. Of course, this came after Mac Isaac tried to get in touch with him multiple times throughout many months, couldn't get in touch with him because he's a crackhead and I'm sure <laughs> didn't give him the right information and uh, you know gave it to the FBI kept a, a copy safe just in case, which it's a good freaking thing he did because obviously nothing came of giving it to the FBI until he released it to Rudy Giuliani. But it's just fascinating because we saw this letter come out and we were like, why did Hunter choose to take this route? This is a really bold strategy to make yourself into the victim of, oh no, they took all of my personal self-pornography and my all of my crackhead antics and showed it to the world. I'm the victim here. Um, well, it turns out that uh, apparently Mac Isaac hit him with a, a defamation lawsuit on January 27th seeking $75,000 in damages. So it was only at that point that Hunter Biden is now trying to put pressure on his daddy's government to, uh, you know, charge all of these men. Well, they always like say that, oh, Hunter Biden's a private citizen. He's not a politician, so he's not held to the same standard. And if that was the case, you know, and you left your laptop somewhere, I wouldn't want them sending it to the FBI. But this is Hunter Biden who's selling out secrets to the Ukraine and China. I mean, he has access to classified documents next to his daddy's Corvette. That's what I'm saying. So you don't get the same. You're not afforded the same rules as just a private citizen. Right. You know? So it, once again, they're never ever going after the actual problem that's you know causing this. They're just trying to obfuscate it and go after Rudy Giuliani and you know the guy that has a lazy eye in the laptop repair shop that are just going to distract us from the fact that the contents on the laptop were real and not just how bad that is, but big tech worked 
in concert to suppress mm -hmm. that right before the election, which would have been important to a lot of swing voters, you know, voting actually mattered. It was one of those <laughs> things where they get mad at people for finding out that it happened instead of like actually doing something about the fact that it happened. But maybe they're trying to run, you know, good PR for Hunter Biden. Maybe he's going to run in 24. He'll be the Shut Dem. Shut up. <laughs> Why? Why is that like the most unlikely thing that could happen? But Hunter yes. Biden's kind of likable. I'm not just saying that. I know that Real. sounds crazy. No. I, I swear. I think the people on the left like Hunter Biden. They do. I, he's, I a, swear. he's a handsome guy. The, no, he's not. He's classy. I mean, he's no, got... He's I don't know about classy, no, but... Literally, you know, it's not, not classy. Interrupting, actually. He's got a wonderful collection. Wonderful collection of Swiss timepieces. Unlike most of his Republican challengers, he's confirmed to be heterosexual. Like, there's a lot of yeah, things about true. him yeah. that could be positive to the American people. And, and hey, if you think it's such a bad idea, why not run him then? It'd be easy to beat, right? He's more likable, Sarah, than they say. And, and I, I hate to admit that. I'm just saying. I don't think so. I, I, well, this is how, this is the reason why I say that. Any other kid would have derailed their dad's campaign more. I just would think. But he's been able to take all these lumps. Everybody knows he's a crackhead. And it really. George you just Sanders, said, this is look at George just Sanders. Voting look, doesn't matter. Well, you might but, need a crackhead right? to save uh, but, this, but this, country, is, this is my point. Look at George Santos. The fact that like he lied and wore drag or something, they make that the biggest deal. They are literally micro analyzing every single aspect of George Santos. Imagine if they micro analyzed Hunter Biden's life as much as they're doing George Santos. They never will, and it'd be a lot more interesting. Think about it. He can't be blackmailed. It's already all out there. <laughs> you need a guy yeah, in there who's absolutely manic off his mind, just like. Doing away with every, I, I, it's almost better. Like if someone just gets in there and just burns the whole thing down through sheer incompetence and crack cocaine, as opposed to someone who's going to get in there and like manage the decline. <laughs> It'd almost be better that way. It's like Rob Ford, uh, who is uh, Marion Barry. People like crackhead politicians. I cannot. You're outnumbered. No, I, I just, I just would like to make clear, I, I could not disagree with you guys more. Okay. I could not disagree okay, with you more. Okay. This is last. Hunter Biden or Michelle Obama? Who would you vote for? Neither. Why would you I? Why would to. I vote for a Democrat? You That's had, sexist. I'm just saying you Sarah had to in the primary. You no, I don't want a female president. Actually. Michelle's not a female. Okay, president. so you so you would vote. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> that's debatable. Michelle Obama or Hunter Biden? You had to vote for the Democratic nominee. Hunter, like I'm voting. <laughs> like, I'm I, I would vote for Hunter over Michael. I mean Michelle. All right, fine, Hunter. That's what I'm saying. See? All right, fine. I got to go to break. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Sarah Gonzalez endorses Hunter Biden. Oh, no, I don't. No, I don't. And, and, okay, I would, okay, fine. You're going to make me come out and, and clarify here. I do not think Hunter is a likable person at all. Mm. I think you have a guy who uh, gets a stripper impregnated and leaves her. He didn't get an abortion. Fights her on Pro child life. support. Fights Pro her that it's even life. his. Won't acknowledge <laughs> the child. His his father and and stepmother won't acknowledge the, that the child exists. Let's Those are not good people. Them. That is not right. <laughs> That's not to... <laughs> likable. Okay, I'd just like to state clearly for the record my opinion on Hunter Biden. Uh, all right, we got to take a quick break here, and I'm going to ring these guys next. First, we want to thank our sponsor, <laughs> Cozy Earth. So Cozy Earth uh, is the only kind of sheets that we use in our house now because it is the softest, most luxurious uh, sheets that you can find. I mean, it's incredible. I don't know how they do it, but somehow they do. And um, so if you, you know, Everyone has their, their days, their bad days, their, and they, you just want to just fall into the bed and know that you are sleeping comfortably. You can do that with Cozy Earth, and you're not going to sweat in the sheets. They use this. Um, it's weird because they use bamboo, and you would think that, like, you think of bamboo, and you don't think soft, right? You think, like, but bamboo is wood. How do they do it? I don't know. I don't know the technology, but they come in six really, really awesome colors and uh, super soft, lightweight, temperature regulating, so you're not going to sleep 
and sweat while you sleep. Uh, you can go to CozyEarth.com slash Y. Save 35% right now on Cozy Earth. That is CozyEarth.com slash Y. Use promo code Y. Last night, Project Veritas dropped a continuation of the bombshell video they released a little over a week ago. Uh, the video that was released last night featured the same Pfizer Director of Research and Development, Strategic Operations, and mRNA Scientific Planning. This is Jordan Tristan Walker, which I really feel like they need to give him an acronym or something because that title, there's no way it fits on a business card. Um, but he revealed that... Uh, he was at least concerned over reports that women's menstrual cycles were affected by the COVID-19 vaccine and seemed to think that uh, the two could be more linked than previously thought or at least previously admitted by Pfizer. Watch. Something irregular about their menstrual cycles, so people have to investigate that down the line. Yeah. Well, because that is a little concerning. Because, like, if you think about the science, like, it shouldn't be interacting with, like, you know, the, uh, it's called, like, the hypo, uh, hypothalamus, anterior gonadal axis. Right. Like, you know, the hormones are regulating their menstrual cycles and things like that. It actually shouldn't be interfering with that, so we don't really it, know. It shouldn't? It shouldn't be. Like but is it? <laughs> There's something happening, but we don't know if we're out. I hope we don't find out that, like, there's somehow this mRNA, like, lingers in the body, and then, like, has... Because it has to be impacting something hormonal stuff. They impact menstrual cycles. Right. So somehow, the vaccine's supposed to be interacting with, like, that axis signal, the HPG axis, to cause these changes in menstrual cycles. Let me just... So, so this is from him, right? So somehow, the vaccine must be it interfering with these things. False. No, Pfizer really? says it's safe and effective mm -hmm. for everyone. And I've uh, triple boosted and my period has been regular. So, uh, you know, they're just normal bleeding for seven days uh, once a month. So I, I would say that this guy is full of it. He's a liar. He's trying to impress his date. I've been there. I said, oh, I drive a Lexus. I really drive a Toyota. I've been there. We've all done it. I just think he, you know, is saying, you know, genetically engineering viruses, and this is this is what they do. It's just part of uh, what they do. It's not it's not sinister evil to um, what is it called gain of function? That's not a bad thing. That's a good uh, thing. Excuse me. It's not called gain of function anymore. It's called, it's called directed evolution. That's the new trend. And that's cool that we were evolving uh, viruses. That sounds like fun. You know, I, <laughs> look, this topic really, really pisses me off because we got in trouble. This show in particular got in trouble. We got the whole Blaze TV channel, I believe, demonetized for like a month because I read a study on women's menstrual cycles after the vaccine. And I was I was literally reading the data and we got in trouble on, on all these big tech platforms. You get in trouble for this clip that you just showed. Well, I don't know. Yeah. If you're watching this on YouTube, I don't know. If you're, I'm sure you're watching it on Blaze TV. Who knows if this is going to be on YouTube? But, but, that, but that's my point. That's my point. It pisses me off so much because I wasn't allowed to talk about the studies that were coming out. I wasn't allowed to talk about the fact that my son's doctor said to me herself that she had seen multiple women who had already gone into menopause that had started getting periods again. They had, they had been seeing all sorts of crazy stuff and all the doctors who were actually on the ground seeing patients were telling their stories and the government doctors who haven't seen patients in what, 50 years said, no, 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 that's not true. That can't happen. And everyone got in trouble. People got banned. People got deplatformed. People weren't able to make money the way that they do in trying to disseminate this information. And now all of a sudden this 
person that I just jerk is uh, just admitting it on a third date. Like, yeah, this, there's something going on there. We don't know what. I don't know. Maybe we won't figure it out. We don't know. What kind of dating etiquette is that? Where you're like trying to like brag about these things to somebody that's going to be impressive to them. Imagine what that like person's next 24 hours are like after this video gets leaked. Like, who's calling them? Are they going to get Epstein or something for being the person who like let this all slip? It's kind of interesting. I would like to do that. I want to go to New York or something and set up like a like a grinder profile or something and go out on dates and just like lie, just like make up things that I think are vaguely true about like what these people are doing and hoping that like I get matched with a Project Veritas person <laughs> and, and then it gets spread everywhere and they're like Pfizer confirmed blah blah blah. And I'm like so true. I've been saying this forever and then I get back on my channel. I'm like look, I told you guys. That'd be like really good for me. Well, I, I wanted to make this point. This is totally unrelated, but miscarriages are like up a bunch at hospitals, uh, you know, as well as you know all kinds kinds of uh, birth issues with reproduction people. rates reproduction period. rates yeah just uh, but that's totally unrelated I mean <laughs> legitimately like this is yeah. a real problem and you're not allowed to talk about it at all um, and I really do want to give another shout out to Project Veritas they really are changing the game I think in media because we aren't getting these types of you know investigative uh, pieces from anyone in the mainstream media. In fact, the mainstream media won't even question any of the big government narratives. And Project Veritas seems to be the only one who's going in and doing this heavy lifting um, and, you know, setting up the grinder profile, which I'm sure feels really gross going on dates with these people, which I'm sure feels really gross. And by the way, that's not a gay thing. That's just like a it feels really gross to be pretending to be something that I, I that I'm not that I'm like I'm interested in you but I'm not and you're leaking your secrets to me and I have to be friendly to you. Trust me, I know because I've infiltrated all these these drag shows and I'm like this feels gross. Like I'm lying. I'm like because you're when you go to I, the drag bar and you see them like doing that to children, you're like I, but, I feel like I'm being dishonest right now. Well, yes, but yeah. like, but, but because you have to be friendly with them. That's what oh. I think. When I go on like gay dates with Pfizer employees, <laughs> I, I'm like, if my dad knew that his son were on a date with a <laughs> Pfizer employee He'd right be now, so proud. he would be so disappointed. <laughs> oh no, I'm so so, so so I want to um, speaking of drag shows. Uh, I want to get to this, too. Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders is set to sign a bill banning uh, these drag shows for children. She said that uh, they're going to redefine drag shows as adult-oriented performances, which obviously will uh, disallow children from being involved in any of it any of these performances. Uh, the bill can, I'm sorry, the drag shows cannot be near or on public property where a minor can view it. So sorry if any of you guys in Arkansas were planning on participating in Drag Queen Storytime Hour. Uh, that won't be happening, at least in Arkansas, hopefully in many, many other states very soon. Seems like it should not be controversial, and yet it is. It seems just like the bare minimum mm -hmm. that, you know, and, and like I said, I don't think drag shows should necessarily be outlawed. I just Kids shouldn't be allowed to go to them. Right. That's all I'm asking for. Right. right. Yeah, Arkansas, I think, has only been in the news twice recently as like, a, this is what a red state looks like. And it was when Sarah Huckabee Sanders became governor and then when this happened. Like, Arkansas is not even considered to be like the prime example, but they got this done. And I don't know what their governing body looks like, but I know that Texas and Florida both have significant majorities in both chambers of state-level Congress. Mm -hmm. We could get this done in a day. Mm -hmm. So then the question is, like, why haven't we? Mm -hmm. um, so when we come back, I want to get to uh, what's going on in Florida because it kind of aligns with this, and it really, it really 
it shows you what a difference it makes when you have people uh, in charge of your state who actually have balls for once. And I do include Sarah Huckabee Sanders in that mm-hmm. statement. Uh, we got to take a quick break. First, I want to thank our sponsor, Upside. So um, Upside is there for those of you who do really normal things that everyone does. Okay, you got to buy gas. You got to buy groceries. And perhaps you dine out every once in a while. If you do those things, which I'm quite confident is every one of you, you need to try Upside. It is an app you go to and download it on your phone. And uh, it shows you all of these places in the area, gas stations, restaurants, um, uh, grocery uh, uh, grocery stores. Couldn't think of the name grocery store. You know why? We haven't been there all week because we've been snowed in. Um, And it shows you in your area where there are places that have Upside deals where you can actually get cash back on your purchases. So... You're spending this money anyway. You might as well get cash back. You really got to try it. Um, I use it all the time for my gas. I'm constantly, I leave here and I'm like, where is the pl- the upside place? Because I'm not going to go to a place where I'm going to spend a million dollars on gas and not get anything back on it. So you got to go download it today. You can download the free upside app. Use promo code NEWS to get an extra 25 cents back for every gallon on your first tank of gas. That is an extra 25 cents back for every gallon on your first tank of gas using promo code NEWS. The standoff at the border is heating up between Texas Governor Greg Abbott and the federal government. Politicians will never let a crisis go to waste. We have been invaded. The crisis is being used by Republicans as a photo op by the Democrats to expand their voting base. More than 85% of everybody reaching the border is coming in. That's the definition of an open border. Just down the road, you can get in no problem, no Humvees, no farm guards. What people don't realize is there's a way around everything. The Blaze Originals team traveled to the Texas border, ground zero of the most controversial news story of 2024. With some experts estimating over 4 million border crossings in 2023 alone, we embedded with the Take Our Border Back convoy to investigate. What if the entire narrative you thought you knew was a lie? Go watch the real story of Texas versus the feds and how the elites use the border crisis against us by visiting realbordercrisis.com and use code TEXAS for $30 off an annual subscription to Blaze TV. In a very based move, Governor Ron DeSantis uh, has revoked the liquor license of the Orlando bar that hosted the Christmas All Ages Drag Show. Now, this was the the drag show that was touring the country that um, Taylor Hansen and myself, uh, through my organization Defend Our Kids Texas, went in and exposed. Um, it was it was it was really bad, and it was really bad we exposed before the show even got to Florida. There were a lot of places that were getting a lot of pushback because they were touring the country. Um, but uh, So didn't they have exposed breasts or something? What was the exposed well, breasts they took away? I mean, they weren't real, but yes, yeah. they were They were there. Um, actually, let's, let's play some of that watch. All right. Uh, I'm told <laughs> that they don't have it, so I don't, well, I don't know what happened there. I don't you can there. show that on YouTube, but I, I just remember clearly that this was, they went to a No, of- the, let me just tell you, they, this drag show, do you want to know how I knew that it was going to be that graphic? Because they've traveled the country before, and they have videos posted on their own YouTube channel uh-huh. showing these performances. Well, I remember they had like a box, like I guess it was mimicking a TV and it had fake breasts, but then after... Taylor, you guys had exposed it, then they stopped using that fake boobs in the thing. For a certain amount of well, time. I'm just saying, that just shows you that they knew it was wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like when they change it, they're admitting guilt, which I thought that was pretty alarming. You know, that you don't just shut down the whole thing. You know? Right, right. So so I want to, um, I want to 
tell you just kind of how graphic it was if you guys have not seen our reporting on it. It was, there was simulated sex acts. There was uh, uh, exposing, as you mentioned, the prosthetic breasts that were just obscenely gigantic. Um, uh, there was one part where this very weird character like gave birth to a baloney and it came out of him and he was throwing it into the audience and his dancers were eating it. It was like very sick stuff. It was pro-life though, at least. <laughs> I mean, if you, if you like baloney, I guess. Um, uh, digi- I don't even want to... Re- Obviously, young children, if you have them in the room, get them out. Uh, digitally penetrating female genitals, uh, very graphic depictions of a lot of um, Christmas songs that children are familiar with. Um, and I want to play one of them. This is a screwed off the red-nippled reindeer. Here's some of that, watch. Screwed up with your nipples so bright. Don't you die, my sleigh So because of the laws that DeSantis had already put in place, and he had already put everyone on notice that anyone who did this, they would be considered as a, an adult-oriented business, and if they had children present, that they could have their liquor licenses revoked. And this bar, Orlando Philharmonic Plaza Foundation, uh, did it anyway on December 28th, and DeSantis's administration investigated it, and they said, all right, we're revoking your liquor license. You want to play? Let's play. I love it. I, I mean, do too. We, I mean, what is, you know, uh, uh, actions have consequences. And I think that's really not enough of an action, but at least it sends a message that, hey, in Florida, you probably really need your liquor license to survive. So mm-hmm. if you want to stay in business, you maybe shouldn't have some sort of sexual entertainment that is geared towards children. Bare minimum. <laughs> like <laughs> I mean, in 2023, yeah. this is somehow controversial. Yeah. It's like, Right. Why are we arguing about this or, again? Or just make the event not all ages for adults, and then it would have been fine. Which is what it should, right? I like know. 18. <laughs> I mean, I would argue, look, do it 18 and up, because if once you're 18, you're an adult. But like, God, I would hate for 18-year-olds to be exposed to that too. It was it was disgusting. Yeah, that's the only reason why it's not illegal already, because nobody ever thought to themselves yes. that this would Correct. be happening. Correct. So we would need to prevent this with legislation. But look, I, you know, I've had some thoughts on Ron DeSantis before, but I'll call balls and strikes. This is cool. I'm a big fan but again you know there's no reason why he can't just like do away with it completely he should just tell his congress that he wants that bill on his desk by monday morning and then we could just do away with it and then he could be like you know more so the prime example of what uh, right-wing governors should look like in this country so let me ask you this john because you are he already sees something well, coming. Oh, Trump, yeah, yeah. Because she's, yeah. she's angling for, you know, Press Secretary Gonzalez here, so she wants to push back on young John Doyle. No. Please, uh, no, I'm ready. No, 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 no. No, it, it really is a legitimate question because I think that uh, the Republican Party, or I should at least say conservatives, there's like a... Um, there's an inner war going on because there are a lot of Trump loyalists. It's who, not a war yet. Trump has already made it a war, I would argue. I don't think it should be yet because nobody has, Ron DeSantis has not announced. The only person who, I don't even think she's formally announced yet, Nikki Haley said she's going to announce. She announced that she's going to announce, but she hasn't actually done it. She plans to do that on the 15th of February. But um, DeSantis has not said that he's going to do anything. Trump's already on the offense attacking him. Is there anything that would dissuade you from voting for Trump at this point and, and going with someone like DeSantis if he does in fact announce and he keeps making these moves. Yeah, uh, 
there, I'm sure there is an, a point like that. The thing with Trump is, you know, my loyalty to Trump isn't because I just like think he's so great and I think he's going to come save us. It's just because I see him as a, a greater net positive. And the thing with Trump that he can say that DeSantis can't say is that he doesn't have to be in bed with these actors to be successful. You know, him choosing to cozy up to some of the GOP establishment figures recently, obviously I'm not in love with that, but the bottom line is that Trump has the momentum and ability to run a national campaign without having to get into bed with the old GOP establishment. Unfortunately, DeSantis just can't say that. If he wants to run and take on Trump's political machine, he's going to have to get into bed with all the people who are left over from the Bush administration and, you know, going back even farther than that. And those people are people who want the GOP to return to the pre-Trump era, where we're just talking about how we need regime change in foreign countries and we need mass immigration because it'll make goods cheaper and things like that. Things that aren't addressing the actual issues which had such a substantial impact on the entire political paradigm since after Trump. Issues of identity. Are we supposed to be a sovereign nation? Are we supposed to put our people first? DeSantis has done a lot of that and it's really good, but his voting record in Congress suggests that he's just kind of going with the tide of the party. You know, back then he wasn't really doing that. He was in D.C. four years before Trump was. Why didn't he start the America First movement? Why couldn't it have been his? So, I don't know. And he even put an ad out when he was running for governor about how much he loves Trump's agenda. I think he's just going to kind of, you know, he's really sharp political instincts. I think he's going to go where he senses the tide going, but I just don't think he's the guy in 24. So, you're saying this about DeSantis, but I had a big problem with Trump uh, endorsing Ronna McDaniels. Yeah. As the GOP chair. Yeah, I agree with that. And, you so know, it's like, so how can you say that DeSantis is going to be the establishment one? And this is just, by the way, this is just a, I, we're just, this is just a friendly conversation, right? Not sure. For some, I, I, I've right. not endorsed anyone, yeah. um, but, um, but, but really it did bother me because mm -hmm. I'm like, Harmeet Dillon is just, God, we need fresh Even blood. Even Mike Mandel is better than Ronna McDaniels. Seriously, yeah. like, what, what, what the hell has Ronna McDaniels yeah. accomplished for the GOP? She has nothing. Mike Lindell's lost way more than she has. She's and done, still, you know. and, and, the two, and the two people that are freshest in my mind that Trump has endorsed is Kevin McCarthy for Speaker of the House and Ronna McDaniels to lead the GOP. Yeah. What the mm -hmm. hell is that? I'm imagining that there were deals that were made, uh, Trump intending on getting back into the office in 2014. 10D chess? Is that uh, what it is? Yeah, I don't think it's 10D. I think it's just smart politics. It's like, look, I'm probably going to get elected president again. I'll endorse you, put you into that position, but you have to be more sympathetic towards my agenda when I get there than someone like Paul Ryan was uh, when Trump first got into office. So, you know, if Trump turns out to be a complete disappointment in his second term, no one will be a bigger criti a critic of him than myself. Like, I'm not married to this guy, but I really just do have faith in him, and I just don't see another option right now. And to be fair, there is part of politics. We, we talked about this before the show. You know, one of my good friends, MTG, Marjorie Taylor Greene. And, you know, I wanted her to kick back at McCarthy more. But now, you know, after talking to her, now she's going to have access to way more committees than she's ever had. I mean, for her, it is a political benefit for her to align herself with Kevin McCarthy. And I agree with that. I mean, I, like, I know that sounds bad. We want her to fight. But if I was her and I could politically position myself to be more powerful or get the job done that I want to get done, which is going after the left, I would do that. So, so I think just just Trump being political, but I want the anti-establishment, non-political person. So yeah. I, that's what that's what kind of scares me. It's like Donald to quit trying to you know fit in with these people. You know, this, she's a Romney. She's well, that's you know, was like that. But that was part of the charm of him yeah, before and, was that he was not aligning yeah, himself yeah. with those but people. But this is the problem with our system because you are, if you want to be effective, going to have to play ball with one of two establishments. Yeah. And if he can cr strike some balance point where he's cozying up enough to where they'll help him, but not so much where he's all of a sudden parroting all of their ideas mm -hmm. and just becomes another George Bush, that would be ideal. Because the problem with Trump, and I love this about him so much, was he was this maverick. But yeah. then he got in there and he was totally handicapped because these people were like, oh, you think you can run things? Do it then. And he was just 
ill-equipped to do yeah. so. So yeah. hopefully uh, he solves his personnel issues in, in 24. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, sometimes the only way to survive the insanity from the left is to laugh through it. And Alex Stein is here with The Cure. He's primetime 99. He's the pimp on a blimp. And his new show, you're backwards. You got to turn around oh. to the camera. Oh, there. And his new show is coming to Blaze TV very soon. If you like unscripted comedy that trolls the ridiculous woke ideology, why don't you read this, Alex? <laughs> Say goodbye to political correctness and hello to Primetime 99, who's always on the grind. Watch Primetime with Alex Stein premiering February 8th. Use promo code PIP on a blimp for $20 off at blazetv.com slash primetime. Kyle Rittenhouse uh, was acquitted back in November of 2021 of all charges in the shooting death of, of course, I think this is important to bring up, uh, a convicted domestic abuser and a pedophile. And despite that jury uh, determining that Rittenhouse acted in self-defense, a federal judge has recently ruled that the father of one of the deceased can file a wrongful death lawsuit against him as well as uh, the police department, as well as the city is a very long list of people that he's filing against. Uh, this is Anthony Huber's father. He is, uh, was he the, was he the pedophile or no, the domestic was, abuser? I think that was the other one. This he must is the have been guy the, the good, good people. He was the domestic abuser. Good yeah. people here. Uh, so, so let me give you a, a little bit of the details here. The lawsuit accuses police officers of allowing for the dangerous situation that violated his son's constitutional rights and resulted in his death. It also claims that Kyle conspired with law enforcement to bring harm to the mm. rioters and uh, that law enforcement deputized these armed individuals, conspired with them and ratified their actions by letting them patrol the streets armed with deadly weapons to mete out justice they saw fit. Uh, John Huber said in a statement that police walked away from their duties and turned over the streets of Kenosha to Kyle Rittenhouse himself and other armed vigilantes. And if they had done their job, he said, my son would still be alive today. Uh, the Rittenhouse team tried to get the, the, the lawsuit dismissed and the judge denied the motion filed by the Rittenhouse team and the government defendants to dismiss the suit. And look, I get the, I get the difference between civil lawsuits and criminal uh you know charges i understand that but gosh it still just feel it feels so gross that you can do this to a person uh you can look i think about the oj simpson thing too because yeah, this, ha yeah, this say, happened yeah. to him but it's like but when it's something like this it's just like you you shouldn't be allowed to ruin a person's life when they've already it's already been proven that they have acted in self-defense. Well, I hate that you and I are such good friends that we even share an attorney that we are like involved in lawsuits with as well. So, <laughs> like, we, you know, we do have a little bit of experience. And, yeah. I mean, uh, Mr. Hubert, or I think that's his last name, to yeah, be honest. I, I mean, I could almost understand if he sued the police force right. in a way. Right, I could almost understand. Right. But... Going after Kyle, no, this is just an attention grab. This is some sort of money grab. They probably want to get a settlement because they know if it does go to court that it, obviously he was acquitted of it. So I think that even though he was technically responsible for Hubert's death, I think in a civil case he would also win. So I'm just thinking that they want a settlement and they want attention, and that's why the judge is keeping it on the docket because this just helps him in future elections and gets his name out there. 
Yeah, John. I'm not even really principally opposed to going after Kyle. Uh, I mean, he's a great kid. He's a friend of mine. The real crime, though, is those TikToks he was making. I mean, <laughs> yeah, the lip sync. Like, what's going on there, buddy? <laughs> well, we had a conversation about <laughs> Stop it. it. We love Kyle, though. Um, but yeah, this is obviously ridiculous. And honestly, we need to have a national conversation about killing people because, like, the most <laughs> Wait, people. What? Yeah, what's the conversation? I know. And so we'll say this in polite company, and people are like, oh, how could you? If you see a video on Twitter of like someone poking a bear with a stick and then the bear bites their head off, all the top comments are mess around and find mm -hmm. out. We all instinctively believe this. I think that the threshold for like legally being able to kill somebody should be like property. Like if you're on my property stealing my car, I honestly think that I should just be able to like save myself the effort of having to run over there and just like shoot you in the leg or something. Mm -hmm. Real frontier attitude, you know? Like if you're gonna take my property, you're gonna like threaten my life, you should be able to like defend yourself. And uh, the fact that this guy literally unambiguously tried to kill Kyle and then now this is being right. brought back like this was unjust. No, that's ridiculous. We need to we need to push back all the way in the other direction. Well that's why because I I, I I'm following this case and I've been, I asked Kyle about it today actually, I asked him if he wanted to join us um, via Skype to talk about it, but he was traveling and he couldn't, but I'm like, so how, where does this end? Because if this father can sue Kyle for what happened to his son, shouldn't Kyle be able to sue this guy right back and uh -huh. sue the, the dead guy's estate and be like, hey, he put me in danger and I had to go through all of this. I had legal bills to pay. I, you know, my, my, my life is forever changed because your son tried to kill me and I had to defend myself. How about I how about I file a lawsuit against you? Well, I think that's what they want. They want it to be settled. I don't I don't think that they want this case. I could be totally wrong. This is just pure speculation. Well, but I mean settling still yeah. means that that not I mean unless they drop Kyle from it, all of the defendants would have to pay whatever the settlement mm -hmm. is, right? And on top of that, Kyle has he's drowning in legal bills right now. Oh yeah, no no, Kyle screwed. I I D listen. Well, he is Wasn't a little. Kyle screwed. Well, he's a little screwed because there's never going to stop going after him because this is the problem is that he represents like everything that they're against. You know, people standing up for themselves, autonomy. You know, defending themselves. Like he is, he's become. It's like how the mask is the MAGA hat for the left. Kyle Rittenhouse is the villain for the left because he's a young kid. He's white. He, you know, defended himself. It's just we we want human beings that don't have a gun that don't defend themselves. So he's really. Uh, it's just more of who he is and what he did that they're going after, what he stands for, in my opinion. Uh, no, I completely agree with that because this isn't the first time. I mean, there has been kind of a, a one after another cases where they're charging people for acting in self-defense. Mm. And, you know, maybe later on they decide to dismiss it or they decide to drop it, but it's still, it, they've done enough to make the average American citizen stop and go, wait a second, do I really do I do I want that legal trouble? Well, what yeah. if they what well, if what if they indict me for murder? What if they I don't I don't think I want to do that. So I'm just I'm just not going to defend myself. And, and I want to get John's opinion. I just want to say he is screwed, but he's not screwed because he won the most important case, the criminal case. So even though the civil stuff, it's you know financially it's going to hurt him. He won the most important case, but I don't think the civil stuff and the the attention it's never going to go away. Yeah, and people wonder why nobody defends other people anymore. Like, you'll yeah. see those videos mm -hmm. on subways of, like, women getting beaten up by, like, right. and people are John, like, you're too young. That was a huge episode of the Seinfeld season finale was basically about how Jerry went to jail because they didn't intervene in a crime. And because... Interesting. It, yes, and, be, and long story short is people don't want to intervene. This has been happening now for 20 years. Or people don't want to get involved. They see something it. bad happen, and they're worried about the legal uh, liability that they're going to face. Yeah. So I want to I want to just uh, plug Kyle's uh, Give, Send, Go if you would like to help with his legal bills he really is like he's drowning in legal debt that he should not have to you know be faced with so you can go to givesendgo.com slash kyle rittenhouse 
uh, and we will be back in just a minute. Okay, the last episode of Seinfeld, I don't know if you know, if you're not a Seinfeld. Yeah, I watched it. it was, what happens is Jerry goes... Former White House Chief of Staff Ron Klain said his goodbye to the White House today and uh, got really sappy over like a pet rock or something. I don't know, watch. Often asked, what is the best souvenir I got in two years as White House Chief of Staff? And my answer is very simple. It's this rock. <laughs> this plane, it's civil rock. What? It was given to me a year ago on one of our darker days by Louisa Terrell. Oh. What day? And uh, it's always symbolized to me the fact that this team has been rock solid oh. in their support of our agenda and the president, we've never wavered. We've been as solid as a rock. These are the men. These are the men uh, in charge of the country. They cry over rocks. No wonder we're in the predicament that, that we're in. That rock probably has like the souls of missing children <laughs> yeah, trapped what inside is, of it or something. Like. And who asked him that? It's like, oh, what's the best gift you got? I mean, and he's some crappy rock. Yeah, like, I just like, happened to have this all rock. Fake. Yeah. Saying, that had to be all fake. With he the was state just... of the country, how can you like, you know, in confidence leave this position? He's like, this pet rock was so important. <laughs> yeah, and he's being dead serious. I mean, he I went know. from like, like just the juxtaposition of how he was like happy about his time. And then he just immediately started crying. Like, he is on an emotional roller coaster that he needs like to take a break. Cause I'm happy he's stepping down. He's going to Cancun or go on the beach and relax. And you can see Biden in the walk. background too, just like, who is this guy? Yeah, he's <laughs> like, do I even know this guy? <laughs> do we have any masculine men in the in the Biden administration? Hunter Biden. In the Biden administration. Oh, the, the one that the the ugly one, Rachel. Uh, Rachel <laughs> Levine. Uh, Rachel Levine. <laughs> I wouldn't call. That's a very beautiful woman, John. Yeah, what are you that's talking a man, that's about? That's like John Wayne. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.